0: as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me wanna shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were gonna Look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Ah! The air! Here on ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. What's up, Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board as always. You can take us with you wherever you go. On the ESPN app, find the Listen tab, find ESPN Syracuse, and away you go, my friends. And we're going with you, baby. We've got a lot of things to do. We've got a lot of things to cover. you got places to go. you got things to do. We can do it together, thanks to the ESPN app. You can also watch the show if you're so inclined. We do stream on Facebook Live. Hello, Facebook. Uh, Just like the ESPN Syracuse Facebook page, and you'll see our Facebook Lives pop up. We do this show and the Daniel Baldwin Show and in the booth with Matt Park. And unfortunately, Paulie Sebelia sits in on a couple of those shows, Orange Nation with the Stud Muffins, Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. So if you want to watch and see what's happening here in the Inner Sanctum, Facebook Live is where you can do that. To football Friday. We're ready. AFC and NFC championship games. The Jaguars and the Patriots, the Vikings and the Eagles. Tom Brady's wearing gloves to press conferences, evasive and questioning on the most watched right thumb in sports. Is it Patriot games? Is it really an injury? Will it affect? The AFC Championship game. You know, it's a darn good thing that New England's got Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup quarterback. I mean, that was a shrewd move when they brought, you know, they drafted Garoppolo. And it's like, man, that boy, they turned down a lot of trades for that guy. And they held on to him because if Brady does go to, what's that? Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's in San Francisco. He's in San Francisco. now. They, oh, they, they traded him for a second-round pick. I'm sure Brian Hoyer is is up to the job if Tom Brady is not. We will discuss later on the NFL Blitz. Everything you need to know about the AFC and NFC Championship games. We'll make our picks and looking forward to it. We have two guests joining us today right here in this hour. We're going to catch up with our buddy Liam McHugh from NBC Sports. Liam did uh, studio work for the NFL this year. He was the on-site kind of studio host for NBC's coverage. Of Thursday night football this year and some NFL broadcast. He is the main studio host on the NHL on NBC. He is also off to South Korea soon for coverage of the 2018 Winter Olympics. He's a busy guy, but find uh, but found some time for us to come on the program today. I mean, he's one of my former interns. He better find time for somebody who made his broadcast career what it is. Not even close. But uh, our former intern will join us here. A little bit later on this hour. Looking forward to that. Hot takes on the way, including why. I've made it a point, if you've listened to the show, not to overreact to exhibition games and all-star games because it's just, I got better things to do. But why are they not putting this little NBA draft thing that they're doing for the all-star game on television or somewhere where people can see it? like Even like a Facebook Live or something. That's the ultimate fantasy draft. No one cares about your fantasy team. But that fantasy draft, I kind of want to see. But we're not going to, which is really weird. So we'll get into that. And Mark Emmert promises he's going to clean up college basketball. And uh, to that we say, sure. Yeah, okay. Because if there's somebody I trust to fix what's wrong in college basketball, it's the NCAA. We start, though, the football weekend ahead. Now, we brought it up on yesterday's show what would be the best Super Bowl matchup and went through the possibilities and the for entertainment purposes only, Vegas odds coming up. And as mentioned in Seth's update and a little bit in the monologue, everybody was pretty mum about it today at the Friday press conference for the Patriots. Now that Tom is dealing with this injury, looking back on the season, do you have any regrets about trading away Jimmy Garoppolo? Getting ready for Jacksonville. Ready he's getting ready for Jacksonville. Is it looking like Tom might be a game time decision? Today's Friday. <laughs> uh, just in case, remember we used to have to call for time and temperature. You can go to a uh, New England Patriots press conference at Bill Belichick, just in case you forgot. Today's Friday. Thank you, Bill. I was uh, well, I was wondering what uh, the day was today. Uh, my favorite from the Tom Brady portion of the press conference was, you have been a high five. This is a real question. Real questions from real press conferences. You have been a high five guy in the past. Is it fair to say you're going to be a fist bump guy for the rest of the weekend? And Tom's answer was. Today's Friday. Uh, actually, it was we'll see. So Brady, sport in the gloves, is it Patriot games? Look, here's the thing. Whether he had a thumb injury or not, Jacksonville's path to victory is going to come by being the more physical football team on Sunday. Putting pressure on Brady, making him sidestep. Secondary, getting in his passing lanes. But one thing that has escaped people this week, and it may be, particularly with Tom Brady's thumb, not at least in the 100% range, it's in the will see range, is Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis has been one of the best players for the Patriots in this playoff run, and nobody seems to be talking about Deion Lewis, who makes big gain after big gain. I believe he has 148 total yards on 11 plays in his last couple games and is kind of that swing man. Because what we talk about is Jacksonville's front four and Jacksonville's secondary. Now, Jacksonville is Paul Pazlusny, former Buffalo Bill. They have some good linebackers. But you can get the ball in space on Jacksonville. It's when you want to consistently throw the football or even attempt to run the football where you're going to get into trouble. But Deion Lewis can sneak out there. So he's a key player in this game. And if Brady has trouble throwing the football, he's going to be going to that outlet. And look. As good as Jacksonville's defense is, and I think they're going to make this a game for entertainment purposes only. I think it's down to seven and a half now, but I'm you know I'm still going to take the Jags to cover if that's the number. Had it at nine, it's down to seven and a half, and you know we'll see if it goes down even more or how the line moves based on the status of Tom Brady's thumb. Bill, do you have anything you want to add on that? It is Friday. Okay, thank you, Bill. Any uh, anything else you want to just getting ready for Jacksonville? Okay, thank you. Bill Belichick, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Bill. Who's going to cover Gronk on Jacksonville? Because I think on the other side, what's going to happen is, and we're getting football nerdy talk here for a moment, but Leonard Fournette's going to run the ball. And in case you haven't noticed, Leonard Fournette is about as big, if not bigger, than some members of the New England front. So that's going to be a problem for New England. Leonard Fournette, though, is not 100%. There's a lot of folk, Tom Brady's thumb, Tom Brady's thumb. Leonard Fournette, don't forget, hurt his ankle against Pittsburgh last week. I know he came back into the game and was okay, but that's adrenaline. They shoot you up, uh, you're flowing. Ankle injuries, sitting down for a week, dealing with it, trying to get the swelling to go down, tend to be worse the next time around. Now, Leonard Fournette's going to play, and I think Leonard Fournette can be effective in this football game. But as I have stated, throughout this week, and will continue to believe until I am proven wrong. Bill Belichick will not get beat by Blake Bortles. What's going to happen on third down and on second and long, this is Nate Hackett's play-action offense. Belichick's going to have a spy on Blake Bortles. Bortles will not run the football in this game, particularly on third down. So you take that element away, and you're going to make Blake Bortles in man-to-man coverage make throws. That's not good for Jacksonville. So unless they get a pick six or two, Tom Brady gets knocked out of the game. Look, Tom Brady gets knocked out of this game or is not effective in this game. All bets are off at this point. But if he does play and he uses Deion Lewis and Gronk and you know the chunk yards that he's so good at doing, Blake Bortles is not going to make plays like he has prior. Now, on the other side, Minnesota and Philadelphia, I think an aspect of this game that's not getting discussed enough is you go back to last week, and you look at Nick Foles, and you're like, whoa, 23 for 30, not bad. That had to be one of the most conservative game plans I have seen a coach put out for a quarterback. What you do with Nick Foles is you hide his flaws. You get conservative. it's it's, You don't make him make the big play. It's the same thing I was talking about with Bortles. This is a much better, not that the Atlanta defense is a joke, but this is a much better defense that you're facing top of the league in many categories. And I know what happened against New Orleans last week, and they needed a miracle to win that football game. But Case Keenum with that defense, and I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to run the football. So you're going to ask Case Keenum to make some throws. And Adam Theline is hurt. He's questionable. He's got a back injury. So if you take away that dynamic, That's so much more that Philly can focus on Stephon Diggs and take him out of action, and you're going to really make Case Keenum make some throws. But I think the defenses are even. Throwing away factors like turnovers and just looking at it straight up, Case Keenum can make more throws. I mean, we have made Case Keenum to sound like he's the next coming here, but of the two and of the list of Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles, I'm taking Case Keenum at this point. So that's just a slobber knocker, physical back and forth, twenty to seventeen type of game, right? I don't think the Vikings are going to be affected outdoors at all. It's this it's going to be forty degrees at kickoff with partly cloudy. I'm not sure how windy it's going to be, so you got to keep an eye on that. And weather can always change. But it's not like it's going to be ten degrees. And by the way, even if it was, yeah, they're they're a dome team and they practice indoors, but they they live in Minneapolis. It's, you know, this isn't the Miami Dolphins coming up there. So It's going to be loud. It's going to be intimidating. Case Keenum's got to overcome that, but so does Nick Foles. I know Nick Foles has played in a couple of playoff games before. But I like Minnesota a lot. More than I think most people are giving them credit for. So my standing Super Bowl pick, and I'm giving away my picks later, but we'll certainly dive into them more in depth. I'm thinking New England mini. I'm thinking the Vikings host the the first home Super Bowl ever. But there's the names that I brought up that you've got to watch. Deion Lewis in particular for New England. And in that Minnesota-Philadelphia game, I mean, there's always names and stars that emerge that we're not talking about here. But it's as simple as Nick Foles is going to be asked to make some throws that I don't think he'll be able to, as Blake Bortles will with Jacksonville. Can't wait to be wrong about all that when we talk about it on Monday. 437 Axe Media on Twitter. Who do you root for, by the way? I wrote about this on Syracuse.com a little bit. So if you, I think in the Minnesota-Philly game, if you don't have a dog in the race, a lot of Eagles fans around here, including our boy Mike McAllister, right? So if you don't have a dog in the race, you're rooting for the Vikings, right? Because Latavius Murray, you got a local angle in there. It'd be great to see a Syracuse boy go to the Super Bowl. So I'm rooting for Latavius and hoping the Vikings win from that standpoint. Jaguars, Patriots, well, yeah, Doug Marone, you don't want to root for Doug Marone if you're somebody who's still, you know, bitter from his departure, either here or from the Buffalo Bills. But this is a Bills, Giants, Jets town for the most part. And I have said this a hundred times on this show. There's football fans of all kind in this town, including Patriot fans. But if you're not a Patriot fan, I don't know how you root for the Patriots. It's like rooting for the sun to rise, Right. I mean, television executives are praying the Patriots win. They need that storyline. They need that establishment. They need stars in this game. Jacksonville's a nice story, but nice stories don't e- always equal ratings and attention. The Super Bowl's going to get ratings no matter what, but you want New England in there. Well, we're not television executives. They've had their time. They've had their say. you got to earn it. you got to beat them. And if you're going to have somebody knock New England down, don't you want the Syracuse connections there? Don't you want to see Coughlin? And look, say want about Doug Marone? Doug Marone saved Syracuse football, and he's a darn good football coach. I don't under- If you're just watching this, yeah, I'm going to root for the Patriots. Like, yeah, no, I just I don't understand that. And you can admire what Belichick and Brady do. That's fine. I look, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I always admired what Jeter and Joe Torre did, and. You know, uh, as much as we are Syracuse and you, you, we're supposed to hate Duke, I mean, how could you not admire what Mike Krzyzewski does and, and the level of success that Duke has? Doesn't mean you have to like him, doesn't mean you have to root for him. You can respect them, certainly, but I don't know. If you're a neutral party, I think it's it's kind of a Minnesota-Jacksonville Super Bowl you're looking for, right? Or do you want to hate-watch the Patriots? As much as we say we hate them and don't want to see them get there, I want to see them lose, it's... It's more fun to root against them on the big stage, in some ways. Four three seven seventy six forty four. Not me. I, I'm rooting for Jacksonville to cover, certainly. But I, you know, between the two, it's like I think it'd be cool to see something different. I really would. Doug Marone in a Super Bowl. There's there's mixed emotions there, but I kind of like that angle. Now, on that note, we are going to talk to a gentleman next to uh, cover the National Football League this year for NBC Sports. He's the lead NHL on NBC Analyst. He's off to South Korea soon to cover the Olympics. He's got a lot going on. Our old friend Liam McHugh hops on next. Coach Quentin Hilsman going to join us next hour. If you don't think you got Syracuse basketball to watch this weekend, I'm here to tell you you're sorely mistaken because we got a big game Sunday at the Carrier Dome. They're going to try and break the women's attendance record against Pittsburgh. We'll talk to Coach Q about that, their game last night, and the hot new Australian import that's tearing things up, who almost had a triple-double last night for Syracuse women's basketball. So that's coming up a little bit later on. Next, we talk to Liam McHugh. Stay right there. You're on the block. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Sure is, voice man. Today. 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 What? Hmm. I lost track of what day today is. I've just been so busy, I just don't know. Uh, Bill, do you know? Today's Friday. Thank you, Bill Belichick, ladies and gentlemen. He knows. He's always on top of this. We're, we're, we're going to do the NFL Blitz, so we, we should know who the Patriots are playing this weekend. Bill, do you? Uh... you getting ready for Jackson. There you go, Let's. You know who's playing in the other game? I'll just, I don't want to bother you too much. That's, that's a lot there. Well, uh, I've always told you, To not bet on sports. And you've always ignored that advice. Bunch of degenerate gamblers. So I might as well help you out as best as I can. So this is sad. This is the second to last one. Like We've done this all throughout the football season. Week in, week out. You can count on it every Friday. And we're down to three games. Including two this weekend. On the line, Super Bowl 52. In lovely Minneapolis Just where you want to be In early February So Let's do what we do, man I'm going to give you all the info Do with it as you will For entertainment purposes only We start In New England Patriots Jaguars AFC Championship game For the uh New England Patriots a Little injury with the quarterback Tom Brady Who uh, would only say we'll see When it came to That thumb Listed as a non-participant In practice Uh, They say he practiced today So keep that in mind How bad is that thumb? He was wearing the glove Nobody would say anything about it Burkhead and Waddle Also listed as questionable with knee injuries Jacksonville Has won four of the last six games on the road against the Patriots and have been under four of the last six of the 2017-18 season. The Jags have hit the over. They've allowed over 32 points per game in their last four road games. With Tom Brady, without Tom Brady, that will certainly be interesting to watch. Tom Brady, by the way, is 7-0 and in his career against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the Patriots... They are 2 and 6 against the spread in their last eight conference championship games at home. So they win championship games. This is their seventh straight championship game. They don't cover in conference championship games. And we'll see where the line is come Sunday if uh, Brady's injury is worse than we think. It is down to 7.5. The over under is 45.5. Weather, 45 and sunny at kickoff, 1 o'clock. That will not be a factor for the warm weather team. The projected final score from Odd Shark, 30-16, in favor of the Patriots. On uh, New England, I mentioned that conference championship stat. They are 10-1 against their spread in the last 11 games, though. They have a six-game home winning streak and have defeated their opponents by an average of 17.3 points per game. That is a seven-game streak home winning streak averaging just under 400 yards per game converting 40% of their third third downs 28 points per game and allowing 18 and a half points per game now for the jags just under uh, 366 yards per game they convert on 37% of the time on third down it's been a lot of Blake Bortles running the ball on third down something that i don't think bill belichick's going to be let's say fooled by Uh, By the way, uh, Bill Belichick here to remind you, just in case you forgot, uh, what today is. Bill, take it away. Today's Friday. Bill Bill Belichick, folks. He's got the info. That's the AFC. Uh, Injury-wise, Gibson is questionable. Leonard Fournette is listed as questionable with his ankle injury. He's been limited in practice this week, but he will play. Uh, Jackson and Church also listed as questionable with undisclosed injuries. It's the AFC Championship game. The NFC Championship game will take place at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. 48 degrees and sunny at kickoff, which is at about 345 and... I'm, I'm sorry, that's the 640 game. And weather's not supposed to be a factor in this game either. Let me check the forecast. We'll see on Sunday, but through game time, I saw about, you know... High 30s, low wind, mostly cloudy, but not going to be a big factor in this game for, you know, never bet on the outdoor dome teams in playoff games. I don't think that uh, Philadelphia weather, the wind is something you got to keep an eye on, but other than that, not going to be a a big factor, at least for what we know right now. Minnesota is minus three with an over-under of 38.5. The Odd Shark predicted final score. 23-17 23-17 Vikings. The Philadelphia Eagles are 7-1 and against the spread in their last eight games at home against the Vikings. Just like the Patriots, the Eagles are 10-1 in their last 11 home games. In their last eight at home, Philly, in the playoffs, have hit the under. And This is a game at 39 half. not a lot of offense. Case Keenum and Nick Foles. The under's probably the better play here. Nick Foles. Total QBR since taking over for Carson Wentz is 31.4. Now, the Eagles average 365 yards per game, but that number has dipped when you look at just what Nick Foles does. It's off to about 310 yards per game. Third down conversion is 41%, but under Nick Foles, it's at about 33%. Points per game is 28.6, but with Foles at quarterback, it's 22.6. Points per game allowed... That's still a good defense. 18.4 points per game for Philadelphia. Sidney Jones is questionable with a hamstring injury, and Elberly is questionable with a hamstring as well. For the Vikings, they're 6-1 straight up in their last seven on the road. 12-1 overall this season. They're 2-11 straight up and 3-10 and against the spread in their last 13 road playoff games. Now that goes back to A lot of Vikings teams that have nothing to do with this one, but just so you know. Last time the Vikings were road favorites in the playoffs, they got smoked by Seth's Giants. 2001, 41-0. Your boy Kerry Collins with five touchdowns that day. Minnesota averages 356 yards per game, 43% on third down, 23 points per game, allowing just 15.8 points per game. The big injury for the Vikings is Adam Thielen was questionable with a lower back injury he's been limited in practice all week and that is one to watch come Sunday if he cannot form that dynamic duo with Stephon Diggs Sandejo also at safety is questionable he's in concussion protocol he was a full participant in practice and probably will play but just so you know the more you know so that is what you need to know for these games. Now we got to put our money where our mouth is. And we got to pick these games. We got to pick Super Bowl 52. You're welcome to fire away your Super Bowl picks for us. You got to get it on the record. The text lines a great way to do that. 2880644. You let us know. Thank you. Bye-bye.